and welcome to the third and final part of this year's Whiskey about whiskey tasting competitions on the neatly sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And in this episode called Unsurprisingly The Finish, we'll be wrapping up our discussion about tasting competitions by putting ourselves into the very shoes of whiskey judges by blindly tasting a flight of whiskeys, competition style, in order to experience for ourselves how difficult a task it really is. Yep. And then we'll give our final thoughts on the topic as a whole. And joining us on our tasting panel today, our longtime whiskey buddy, our first jacket recipient and king of the pineys, Gabe, the Whiskey Sherpa. Hello, everybody. I'm giving myself a double gold for being here. <laughs> but before we embark on this last leg or tongue of our journey, Ed's going to help clean our palates by providing us with a brief recap of what we tasted last week in part two. Right. So last week, we interviewed Seth Benheim, a distiller, founder of Infused Spirits and Broken Barrel Whiskey, and uh, he talked about what it's like to join these competitions. We also talked to a judge for two competitions, the John Bardicorn Awards and the Ascot Awards, good friend of the podcast from Grayson Whiskey, Nico Martini. Now, also, we had some drop-ins from our interview from part one with Christopher Davies about running these types of competitions and what goes into that and the awards and so forth. And then we talked about how they fuel the secondary market. We asked the question of whether it's a marketing tool for the distillers or a money grab for the competitions. Mm. Do the competitions really matter? Uh, you know, it's all subjective anyway. Are there too many competitions awards? Is there customer confusion involved in what the awards really mean? Nico even said maybe there's not enough. Right. And then we had a quick taste with the Russell Reserve Single Barrel Rye because it had done strikingly different at several competitions, getting a double gold in one and all the way down, I think, to a bronze in another, right? Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to see, was there enough fluidity of the flavor profile of that spirit to justify the jump in scoring? Right. So we talked a lot in the past two episodes about competitions, but we really didn't talk all that much about tasting itself. Well, we all know that taste is subjective. Right. It's a product of our genes experience, age, or emotional state, what we've eaten or drank directly beforehand, et cetera, et cetera. With whiskey particularly, I think we've all had experiences where we liked a whiskey, tried it again years later, and then didn't care for it, or the opposite happened. Right, exactly. So, I mean, we found that during our whiskey madness, which comes every March, when you're tasting a lot of things side by side, and we've had like some of my favorites that just didn't do well that particular day. Was it a bad bottle? Was it because our palate was a little fried out because we had done five or six already? And that's what we're going to find out today. That's one of our goals of our last episode is to approach the tasting and kind of learn what it's like to be a judge. Right. So we're also sensitive to price and brand bias. Like if something expensive, we automatically expect it to taste better. Right. We want it to. Yeah. And if we like a particular brand, we might be more willing to accept something new from that brand, even perhaps if it's not as good as we think it should be. Right. Now, can I bring up a point yeah. uh, from last week's number two episode? Yeah. Uh, these judges that would taste these whiskeys, if you're, they're not swallowing, you're only possibly getting two thirds of the experience. Mm. I don't right. know if you really brought that up in that last episode, but no. how do you feel about that? Right. So if you're not swallowing it, it doesn't get into your throat. And how can you really judge the finish of a whiskey if you haven't swallowed it right. is that your point yeah. Yeah. yeah do you think they like would spit most of it out but save like a little bit you know like mouthwash you always spit the mouthwash out but there's a little there's bit a little left. bit left and you swallow that yeah, yeah. you know you'd like oh, I, I kind of want it in the back of my throat i don't want to do the whole shot of mouthwash. i mean yeah maybe it could be yeah i mean yeah. it's it's all part of the experience and i think you're, you might be missing out if you don't get a, at least a little bit of that kentucky hug <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's, it's a good it's point certainly effect but even even nico said i'm like you know, we asked him specifically do you swallow or spit and he's like depends on how good it is <laughs> that's yeah. so that is an interesting point 
are you getting the full flavor profile of a whiskey by spitting? I, I don't know. And I, I do agree with you also on that last point about having too many tastes in one night can mess up your palate. And plus, spot like two or three in, if you had a good nice you know sip of something, yeah. you're definitely going to be altered. Your your consciousness and your no, that's true. You know, so so there is something to be said for spitting also, so that you right right. You know, because if you're kind of inebriated, your palate's going to change, and and that's not really fair to people that are relying on the judge to approach each whiskey with a fresh view. Sure, I will say this also: if you're doing a flight of five whiskeys and you're doing them within like ten minutes, yeah, you're not going to be drunk at all. You know, <laughs> you might be drunk in twenty five minutes, but you know, if you drink them all before it hits you, <laughs> you know, but then you're wondering, am I frying my palate up because I'm hitting it with so much whiskey in a row yeah so i don't know this is what we're doing this for yeah what are the obstacles or components that go into tasting that the judges have to overcome to give their best opinion of the spirits that they've been asked to judge yeah so i talked about our emotional state so i'm going to do right before we do this tasting i'm going to get us all angry (laughs) (laughs) so to highlight the discrepancy about what, what we were just talking about uh there are a few whiskeys that i noticed had won awards this year that Ed and I tasted either on or off the podcast, and maybe Gabe has as well, that were just either okay, not really a thing, or we outright hated them, but they won awards. So from the mildly puzzling to the outright mind-blowing, here we go, from the International Whiskey Competition, their best American whiskey, their top prize in all categories. First place, W.L. Weller Special Reserve. Yeah. Just their basic one. Won their entire competition. Right. It's probably the Weller I've drank the most of in my life because because it's yeah. the easiest to find and it's the cheapest. Right. It's not terrible. There's nothing wrong no, with it. No, it's fine. But I literally had a bottle next to my microwave for three months. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh, I feel like having it. Now, if you told me the Antique 107, it's my personal favorite, but yeah, I believe- that blows a special resort. Did they not yeah. send a special? I mean, oh, it's just very bizarre to me. Good it, point. It is. So the full proof, I think, did win the higher proof bourbon category, but the special reserve beat it. In the final tallying. The base expression. Yeah. Well, wow. you know what? Uh, I'll say this to you. It's kind of a lower proof. Yeah. And, you know, the international folks, they tend to like to live around that 80 to 85. Mm-hmm. Maybe something a little lower proof appealed to their flavor profile. Right. What was the competition? An international one? International whiskey competition. And how many judges were sitting on the panel? That I don't know. Okay. I mean, and they're obviously, they're getting their composite overall average to- They are. So this was a point rated one and it just had the highest points and that's why it won. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to factor that in as well, I believe, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So the New York International Spirits Competition, two that won double gold and two that won gold. So the double gold winners were... The Balcones Texas Blue Corn Bourbon. Oh, they, yeah, that, people love that. People love it, but we no, did we not. We did not like it at all. And the Glendalock Double Barrel Irish Whiskey was the only Irish whiskey that we didn't like on our Irish Fest episode this yes. summer that Gabe was actually here for. Yes, didn't like it. No, it was the one we were all like, mm, uh, It was close to a pour out for me. It tastes like cardboard. Yeah, it was terrible. And then the gold ones were Dad's Hat. Dad's Hat Ride is the regular. We don't care for the vinyl leathery finish to the Dad Hat. It's super young and super vinyly. And the other one that was weird, the Jim Beam Black Label won a gold oh. at the New York International Spirits. I mean, um, all, all tastes are subjective. I mean, it's not a bad right, whiskey, the, but it's not the maybe, gold, maybe internationally something yeah. pops up in it. That's a good point, Gabe. But remember, Scott, that's the one they use for the Legion, right? And the red oh, wine. Oh, right. So right, right. it is definitely a step up from the white label, but is it a gold? We've never tasted it. No, I don't to think our I ever credit, have. We've never sat down and right. I said, maybe, you know what? Maybe we had a surprise quick taste one time on the uh, 
black label. You can make a note of that. Yeah. So the last competition that I was able to find some weird ones, uh, San Francisco, you won't be surprised because they give so many awards away. Right. Uh, for double gold, the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, which so was, was one that we liked. And then we tasted it again and we didn't like it that much. All right. One double gold. I've had it since and I liked it again. It, isn't that weird? See, yeah. that's weird. I mean, but that's a, see, when you're double oaking something, I think that definitely changes my batch, you know, because yeah. each barrel's got its own thing to it, you know, like I could see when you're double oaking something, there's more pliability in the flavor. Yeah. Jim Dean White Label, one double gold. <laughs> the South Campton Come Open. On, man. <laughs> well, first of all, why would they even put that up? I don't know. Well, I mean, they're doing this blind, aren't they? They are. So, I mean, I guess you're at the mercy of these judges. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that anything is rigged or anything like that. I'm just saying this is what the outcome was. I mean, at any given moment, if you're doing it blind, you're like, wow, this is something about I hope this that, is really good. I hope that whole table of judges felt terrible about themselves. <laughs> Right when they got the yeah. results back yeah, and they I just, saw, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. I hope like two days later, the guy's wife's like, honey, what's wrong? I just, I, honey, come to bed. I can't come to bed right now. <laughs> well, those are the judges in the San Francisco. They had the fish at the Fisherman's Award I, yeah. before. <laughs> so like, so their, their taste was a bit skewed and they got food poisoning. Yeah, oh, I've shit. done. Yeah, he's like, I've done a terrible thing, honey. I've just done a terrible thing. I've unleashed another generation of white label to the world. <laughs> um, so uh, the Pike Creek 10-year Canadian rum finish that we hated. tried and hated, I that mean, won a double gold. Maybe they're better now. Maybe. Maybe. We drank that probably three years ago. So. We did. So the last double gold, the Bernheim Wheat Whiskey. I mean, that's famous though. It's double people, gold. People love it. They do. We didn't. We didn't love it. It has a very distinctive finish that is shared by the Woodford Wheat Whiskey. It's a very pungent, sour finish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wasn't over impressed with that one either. I, yeah. I remember it not being like all that great. All right, so two more. Uh, one won a gold and one won a silver. The James E. Pepper bourbon won a gold at the San Francisco <laughs> World Series Competition. I'll let you guys go. Ed, would you like to say something? I mean, I know they were sourcing it back then. I'm going to assume that it's possible that they have a different source for this bourbon now. Could be. Could be. Um, it was the first pour out on the podcast for me. <laughs> Right. Um, Scott, did you get your uh, drain fixed after you poured that out? <laughs> I did. I did get a new drain. It ate, were, it ate right through. Like, yeah. were, were your neighbors <laughs> below you upset that it, like it the, ate through the floor like, a, like, like acids from alien? Like, yeah, alien yeah. blood. Yeah. <laughs> Game <laughs> over, man. Game over. <laughs> They're all over the room, man. How can they be inside the line? <laughs> So the last one uh, that it won a silver, mind you, but the Isaac Bowman port finish, which we absolutely loathed. Like it was awful. It was worse than the bourbon by James E. Pepper, I would say to us. And yeah. yet we were probably most disappointed because we were so excited to drink it. Yeah. And what did it get a silver? Well, we know a silver is like getting a C. It got a silver. Yeah. So it got a C, which means probably one guy's like, this is really good. And the other guy's, <laughs> another guy's like, it's not that good. Yeah. Let me ask one question. When you know something is rated by other people very highly, do you think you get your anticipations up only to get yes. like disappointed? Sure. sure. Right. Which is why I think an interesting story is one time someone gave me a, a drink sight unseen. That I didn't know what it was. Because hmm. I asked him, said, hey, I know you got a lot of good whiskeys. Give me something that I've never had before that you think is special. And I went to the bathroom. I came back. There was a glass sitting there. And I drank it. And everyone was looking at me. And it was one of the best whiskeys I've ever drank. And it turned out being the Boot Hill by uh, Heaven's Door, mm. finished in the Japanese Mirawaza. Oh, Mizunara. Mizunara, yeah. okay. It's like 23 years old, and it's oh. a, like a $700 bottle, Oof. okay? 
and it was just great when I said, wow, what is this? This is outstanding. I had no idea it was something like that. I'm thinking it's something normal, like a 12-year Knob Creek or right. whatever. And they were going to go, ha ha, it's Maker's Mark. Right. I, <laughs> right. I was like, this is amazing. And they all like nodded and turned out to be amazing. Scott did it just this two days ago. Oh, I did. Yeah. So to play around, Anders, who's such a whimsical lad, he, um, <laughs> I said, I wanted a baker. So he goes, how about a bikers? And I, and I said, what's that? He goes, that's half bookers and half bakers. <laughs> and I go, oh shit, let's do that. So we did it. Scott came in and I gave him a little bit of it. And I go, there's no way you can guess what this is because I'm thinking it doesn't even exist. It's a made up drink. Yeah. I'm tasting it and I'm like, I'm I'm thinking to myself, it's got a little bit of cherry on it, definitely. And it's got like that peanutty kind of flavor. It must be a Jim Beam product. Is it one of the Knob Creek, like 12 year or 15 year or something like that? Yeah, we said, oh my God, no, but you're in the ballpark. Then he goes, what is it, Baker's? I'm like, shit, yes, (laughs) yes, it is Baker's. I'm like, half Baker's. But I mean, remember, we gave it to him in a room with 200 whiskeys. Yeah. So, the fact that his pal was able to go right to the mash bill yeah. of, of that distillery, it's a validation for your palate. And, yeah. and that's why this is why Scott and I feel like we're surprised that none of the tasting competitions have come to us to be judges. Right? <laughs> I mean, maybe they will now. Yeah, maybe. It was a half bakers, half bookers. It was a bokers. Yeah, it was bo- a bikers. Bo- bokers might be good oh, too. Oh, bokers, yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk about that. It's a kind of bitters. Yeah. All right. So the main event that we're doing here after that, uh, the lively discussion, right. this is called the Whiskey Tangent Ocho Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the first and probably last Whiskey Tangent Ocho Awards. We're really going to get drunk. So we tried to replicate how whiskey tasting competitions try to mitigate all those inherent biases that we talked about. Uh, Dozens of judges and having them agree, not knowing what you're tasting and having some kind of point system to standardize what's good and what's bad. Right. Let me do it really quick. So go ahead. To start off with, each of us brought three bottles of bourbon or rye. We that did. That was the criteria. Yeah. So there's nine bottles in play. Then what do we do? So I'm going to tell what the nine bottles are. Okay. Adirondack High Rye Bourbon, which didn't win any awards this year. Barrel Dovetail, which won double gold at the San Francisco. Blue Note Juke Joint Uncut, which we tasted on part one, which won double platinum at Ascot. A silver at San Francisco and a silver at the Sip. Larceny Barrel Proof, the B522, which won double platinum at the John Barleycorn Awards. Minor Case, Sherry Cask Rye, which won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition and platinum at the Ascot Awards. Nice. Old Ezra's seven-year bourbon, which won double gold also at San Francisco. Penelope Barrel Proof, which won double platinum at Ascot and a gold at San Francisco. Sazerac Rye, which won a silver at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And Stellum Serpent's Rye, which hasn't won anything yet. Those are the nine bottles we have to deal with, but we're only going to drink five. Scott, tell them why. Yeah, so we only have 15 neat glasses so three times five no, is 15 oh no, no, we oh. thought that nine samples might be a little much yes that, well that too that would be because he wants us to taste these twice so that would well, be so see i don't 18, have to drive so it's fine that would be 18 me. ounces of whiskey which is over half a bottle yeah okay so here's what we did i poured equal amounts into plain glass wine bottles and labeled them a through i jotting down which whiskey went into which bottle Mix them up. Ed came in. He chose five. Then Gabe put them in order from one to five. And then I poured them out in our neat glasses covered with one, two, three, four, five. So the scenario that I've created in my mind here is that these are the five whiskeys that have made it to the final tasting panel. We are that panel. We have three minutes to give a score for the nose, the palate, the finish on a point scale that adds up to 100. So 20 for the nose, 50 for the palate, 30 for the finish. We'll report those scores and move on to the next whiskey. 
Okay. It's really hard to do. Oh, I know. That's because like, what if like you give this one like a 98, but the next one's even better. Mm. So yeah. So you got to think about that. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to set my timer for three minutes. We'll taste the first one and uh, we, we can talk about it as we're tasting it. Three minutes seems like a long time. It does seem like a long time, but I don't think it actually is. All right, we'll see. If the first one's too long, we're going to drop this two minutes. Well, I'll edit it so that it's, uh, right. it's not boring yeah, for everybody at home. That we'll have three minutes. Don't be surprised if each of these aren't three minutes for you. We'll yeah. Cut the dead time. All actually right. be happy that it's not yeah. three minutes for you. So we are going to do a second flight of these in a different order, and I'll explain that after we taste these five. Yeah. All right. So here we go. All right. So first one. Timer has started. Number one. Hmm. Nose has a bit of peanut, bit of caramel. Who does it? Got a, like a fruity. Are note. we supposed to talk to each other? Yeah, about we, we can talk to each oh, other. Okay. It's fine. Otherwise, it's just dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have to talk. <laughs> yeah, there is a floral element there in the nose as well. Floral. Okay. Are we tasting too? Ooh, or? There's a, uh, yeah, you can you can nose it's taste. Just three minutes, Gabe. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. What do you mean? Hold your hand. Drink whiskey. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So belligerent. <laughs> I'm ignoring Ed. Uh, it. It's um. <laughs> it's it's a it's a bit of a bite there on the on the uh, initial tasting. It's, it's got a bit of a linger. It's is not it, bit. Is it wrong to put a little, little pad and paper here? Um. Well, you got your phone. You can do a note on oh, your phone. Oh yes. Yeah, fine. Shame me for the whole world. <laughs> That I forgot that I had a phone. We used to have cute little like reporter pads. We here. did. I know. I stopped We're doing that. Time. No, no, no. We got. We had two minutes. You can drop some distilled water in it if you want. I don't know if competitions allow you to do that or not. I don't think we should do that. Uh, you don't want to do that. All right, we'll agree to do it. <laughs> I, I already did it. Gabe's already doing Gabe it. Already did it. So now we have to. It's got a, a floral on the finish as well in the tasting. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like a, a hot. It's a hot flower. <laughs> so it's like an old like 60s band hot flower opening up for cream at altamont before the riots it's funny you said cream because putting a little bit of water on it opened up a little more vanilla mm, it's pretty hot on the taste like you said it is i didn't get much on the nose uh the finish is nice though it's nice and spicy it's lingering that's for sure mm. we got one minute so do you want us to text us? Because once someone says the number, is it, could it not influence everybody else? Um, maybe not. Because I'm saying, I'm ready to say an 88 and Gabe goes 95. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't, don't let that ruin you. And, and in order to mitigate that, we'll go in a different order each time. How about that? I have a bug in mine. Mm. <laughs> do you have a gnat? Did it affect the taste? Ooh. Ooh, that's a big one. Wow. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> well, there's probably no germs on it. No, probably not. It's a high proof gnat. It's pickled. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's pickled now. Mm. Are we giving like the total overall score or are we doing like do it? No, like, just do three? nose palette and finish and I'll, I have a spreadsheet here. It'll total up later. Okay, that was it. That's the three minutes. So I think we'll go with Gabe first. On a 20 point scale, give this a rating for the nose. Well, I'll go 17. 17. Nice floral and woody. Yeah. So how about the palette? Palette, I'll give a, a, a 50. 50. Yeah. I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go a 42 on the palette. And the finish up to 30. Uh, it's holding on good. I'll give it a 26. 26. Okay. Ed, how about you? Uh, 15 on the nose. I'm going to go with 46 on the palate and a 27 on the finish. 27 on the finish. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm going to give it probably 14 for the nose. I really didn't get a lot. Palate. It's nice and rich and spicy. Uh, it's high proof. You can really tell mm, that. Yeah. I'm going to give that a 44. Mm. And the finish, I really enjoyed I think that's also a 27 for me. Really like that. Okay. So that's whiskey one. You don't have to finish it unless Ed, right, so you did. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? You have a total for that too? Uh, we can do the total. Okay. All right, that'll the, be the secret. Like let, let's people do math at home. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we need to, um, th oh, we never got the crackers out. Oh shit. I'll, get, I'll grab them. Okay. There's three crackers sitting right here. Right. 
<laughs> good one. That's, that's, that's good. Thank you. Oh, one saltine. You're very generous. Thank you. Well, how many do you want, Gabe? <laughs> it's not a fucking buffet. <laughs> I'm anti Ritz. <laughs> Young Frankenstein member. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. All right. No, oh, don't get the pickle. Oh. Oh, no. You're going to ruin it. It's your- so salty. Oh, my God. Now we're going to have to wait 20 minutes so your palate clears. When I was in Estonia, oh, at a vodka tasting, they oh. served us chopped up pieces of dill pickle to do between the vodkas. Now I don't know if that works as well for whiskey, but interesting. They said nothing resets your palate more than a dill pickle, followed by a cracker and some water. Explain. I don't know why, but they, <laughs> I don't speak Estonian, but no. But in between each person, there was a plate of uh, pickles. pickles. Oh. And uh, that's what we ate between. All right. Wow. All right. So whiskey number two timer has set. We have three minutes, gentlemen. Hmm. Well, this one's more caramely. No, I'm not getting as much on this nose. It's still pretty light, but I got kind of caramel immediately. I'm getting a lot more flavors on this one than I did on the first one. If I'm getting anything on the nose, it's a bit of a caramel. It's a basic bourbon taste. Mm, yeah, I'd agree. Vanilla. A bit more smooth than the first one. Very uh, it's easy drinking. Yeah. Mm. It's a nice nose if it's not very expressive. The finish is a bit thin. Seems to drop off the cliff pretty quickly. Oh, that had an interesting transition from the palate to the finish. Oh, I don't think I like the finish, actually. I haven't just said that it drops off quickly. It seems to have come back, and now it's low down in there lingering. Mm-hmm. I just Surprisingly. I think the finish is very flavorful. It isn't nearly as hot as the last one. It's not. No, that's true. But the caramel and vanilla are exploding all over. It's got such candy notes going on. Mm, maybe it's that pickle. The pickle talking. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, a little bit of water brings up some burnt orange. Yes. Citrusy. Mm-hmm. Water helps it a bit. Mm. It is a very quick finish for me. Kind of drying. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. You don't find it like coming back after a few seconds, though? I thought it was a quick finish, too, but then and now it's, oh, it's, I, it does linger. I see what you're it's saying. It's finish. It, it's, yeah. I don't understand it's it. It's hot. I get like a fruity sweetness, and then it just hits me with a lot of heat from out of nowhere, and then it fades really quickly. It's so sweet, vanilla and caramel on the front of this, mm. and yet it does finish with a little bit of spice and pepperiness. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a drying finish. Stop talking. Right? <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not that strict of a time. <laughs> oh, who's the school teacher here? Jesus. <laughs> You've never been in my class. I'm not that strict. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go first this time and then Ed and then Gabe. All right. So on the nose, I think it was a little better than the last time. So I'm going to give it a 15. Um, the palette, I think I enjoyed the last one a little bit better. I'm going to give this a 42. And the finish, I also didn't like as much as the last one, a 24. Go ahead, Ed. The nose was better than the first one okay. for me. So I'm going to give this one a 17. Okay. On the palette, I like this one a lot. I'm going to give it a 47. Okay. I think the finish was subtle, but I also enjoyed it. I'm going to go 26. Gabe? What? <laughs> Wake up, bro. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what, are you being a listener right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of going opposite of Ed. I think uh, the nose was very thin. I'm going to give that a 13. Nothing really jumped out. The palate, it was good. I'm going to go 43. And okay. the finish, it dropped off, but then it came back a little bit. So right. I boomerang for you. Out of uh, 30, I'll give it uh, 24. 24. All right. So, so that's whiskey number two. All right. Out of the way. I'm ready for three. All right. <clears throat> whiskey number three. Timer has started. The lid is off. Mm, that nose. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's an expressive nose. That's what I'm looking for. 
I get, I'm getting a little bit of flour, but a little bit of sweet, creamy butter. I'm little, getting a little dill. Oh, sweet, creamy butter. That's an interesting nosing like, note, like I guess. fresh uh, churned. Mm. Like the over... Do that hand motion again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe's yeah. churning butter. Oh, yeah. Uh, talk to me in Amish. <laughs> Ooh, this is nice. I really like the smell of it. Yeah, it's, it's a sweet smell on the nose. The nose is good. The palate is delicious. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> very smooth going down. No burn at all. No. Nice and creamy. Yeah, because the first one was very hot. hot, And the second one was very spicy. This one is very balanced. Mm. This is really, really nice. It's like coming home when you're out shoveling snow all day and, and mom knows you've been working hard and she has a nice bowl of hot chicken soup waiting for you when you get in. <laughs> That's how good this is. This doesn't have an especially long finish, no. but it's medium and, and it just fades away so subtly and nicely. It's like, just have another sip. Thank you. I will. <laughs> I had guesses of what the first two whiskeys were. I don't have a guess on this. One. I don't even think I want to put water in this. I think it's just, yeah. this is an all day no. sipper. This is really nice. I don't think you really need to. Maybe this is lower proof. Maybe it's not, but yeah. um, Could be. it doesn't really need it. But well, we're going to do water anyway. Yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I already drank too much of it. Did you? Yeah. It kind of killed, but not, not too much. I mean, if I would have to guess, uh, this is a rye. You think? Because uh, I'm getting so much dill off of it. Hmm. I'm not getting any spice. You know, you're right, though. You're not really getting a traditional rye spice on it, but I got a lot of like dill, floral, yeah. herbaceous notes to it. Yeah, we have uh, 13 seconds, so we can uh, evaluate. Are we getting quicker, or we just made a decision really fast on this one? It's nice and smooth. It's so smooth. Mm. It's very lovely. Yeah. All right, Ed, what do you got for us? On the nose, it was probably the best nose of the day so far. Agreed. I'm going to go with an 18. 18. Very nice. Uh, palette, 45. And on the finish, I'm going to go with a 26. Mm. 26. Okay, Gabe. On the nose, I think I'll go... Uh, oh, Jesus. Sorry, caught my cord there. Hello. Um, Let me fix that for you. Oh. <laughs> Lower. Just don't try to grab my cord, you, you freak. <laughs> my arms aren't that long. Can I, all right. <laughs> Talking to Gabe. <laughs> oh, wow. he's, he's one grabbing cords out here. Damn. I'm going to go 18 on the uh, nose. 18 on the nose. It was not overbearing, not hot, but it was very sweet. Yeah. On the palate, I'm going to go 47. I really thought this was nice. It was smooth. Very little burn, and it just it just went down very, very sweet, calm. Yeah. And on the finish, it did drop off kind of quick, but I'll give it a 26. I still think it, it held on nicely, even though it was subtle. Mm. It, it, overall, it was a very nice taste. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. On the nose, 18. Those 18s across the board there. On the palate, I'm going to give it a 46. I really liked it. For the finish, I liked it almost as much as the first one, although the first one had a little bit more intensity, so I'm going to give it a 26. All right, so now let's clean our palettes once again. Yeah. Ed, have some pickles? I did. <laughs> but tell you right now, yeah, I should try it. Well, do you have enough pickle? There's two pickles in there. I got a pickle for each of you. Oh, well, let's, all right. Well, let's try that. I'll bring you one, Gabe. All right. I'll bring you my pickle. Oh, no, his pickle. You leave your pickle alone. So go pickle, cracker, water. Would do like the Estonians do. I really do love pickles. That's a good pickle. The reason I like it is it's not real garlicky. I just want dill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, the garlic, I think, would fuck up the palate right yeah, here. Yeah, it probably would. But wait to see how quick that, that the pickle's gone, and it's like you have a brand new mouth. No, there is very little garlic on these. Right. If you're not going to hear me say this too often, but Ed, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> write it down now, folks. Right. 823. <laughs> time Mr. is eight. Standard time. It, it's January 15th, 822 in the evening. I said that it was right. Just hits your mouth and kind of like rejuvenates <sighs> it. Cracker oh. clears it, water clears that, and all of a sudden you're ready to go. Brand new mouth. All right. So, whiskey number four, clock has started. Hmm. Weird. 
it's like there's there, but I can't really get. What yeah, it's, it's there, but it like kind of dissipates quickly. Yeah, I'm swirling again. Let's see if I can. Yeah, yeah. Cover and swirl again. Ooh. Oh yeah, I'm getting more now that I did that. You really do have to do that though. Like it wasn't really very expressive, yeah. even though it's been sitting in the knee glass for a long time. I got some candy orange. I'm getting when you were kids, you would open up the little box of Nestle's Quick Powder with the little metal oh, round top bit. chocolate. You're saying? Or? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of. Like, I can kind of see what you mean there. Uh, am I being a little too specific? No, no, I like it. Yeah, it has like a fake chocolatey kind of. Yeah, but that powder to it burps up at you and you're like, oh, want well, to put this in milk? I'm just gonna do a couple lines. <sighs> Did you do lines of Nestle Quake when you were a kid? Is that what happened to you? That's what's going on. Yeah, don't act like you've never done it. <laughs> line of milk, line of Nestle Quick, line of milk. <laughs> we couldn't afford real milk. We had powdered milk, so I just kind of cut it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cut like fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, I took this story. Wow, I stole my dad's credit card. I was chopping it up yeah. on the kitchen counter. Oh shit, we have a minute and a half. Well, I didn't oh, even shit. taste it yet. <laughs> All right, well. Did I thank you guys for letting me come in tonight? Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> wow. That is really potent. The nose isn't, but the taste is. Woo. A lot of black licorice on that one. And the finish off a cliff. Hmm. I think it, I think it ends abruptly. Hmm. Interesting. Mine's lingering. Oh, let me try again. Yeah. Yeah, mine's holding on, too. It's hot. I mean, it's a good flavor, but it's uh, a little bit of a blowtorch wow. in the tongue. This one, it's like a rapid burst of flavors. Yes. Right in the front. Like, yes. it's so flavorful and powerful on your tongue. Yeah, I see what you mean, though. So you're about to say that it's going to fade away real quickly. And maybe that's just me reacting to how intense the beginning of the sip is. Because as soon as it hits your tongue, it's like a landing craft, like hitting the beach. You're like, boom, they all just flavors just swarm out all over you. And the finish now, what I'm tasting is the heat lingers, but not necessarily flavors. Yeah, like, boom, I really? just swallowed it. Well, yeah. I put some water in it and I'm going to taste it like that, too. Yeah. And we have two seconds. Oh, God. Well, I'll give a little bit more. We were laughing about I'm sorry, the, stupidity uh, earlier. We have a flag on the play. The play clock had not started. Right, we're asking we're, for exemption. Time we're, exemption. We're asking for an extra 30 seconds. The Norwegian judge is giving us a flag wave. Oh, the Estonian judges. Right, the Estonian <laughs> judge is like, that's right. He likes us, yes. They eat the pickles. All right. So uh, we have 30 more seconds. I'm getting a lot of like spicy yes. dark chocolate. Like almost when you uh, you oh, get right. one of those chocolate bars with the jalapeno flakes in it. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's holding really on that. like the palate of this one. Yeah, yeah, Gabe is really a fan of this one. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a tiny bit of what you're getting on it. I'm getting a little bit of this, the chocolate smoke. And we're done. And we're done. All right. So who went first last time? Ed? I think Gabe's first. Yeah, Gabe's first now this time. Okay. On the nose, uh, I was, was this the one I was, yeah, but this, we were talking about, uh, I'm going to give it an 18 on the nose. You have a stroke there, Gabe? (laughs) (laughs) He's all right. You're all right. There's three voices in my head and one, they're all fighting to come out. (laughs) Shut up. No, you shut up. Um, The palate. Yeah. Came up very hot, but in a good way. A good flavorful hot. I'll go 45. Okay. And the finish, I think Ed said it kind of dropped quick. I don't think it did so much. It wasn't lingering too long. So 26. 26 again. 25. I'll go with 25. Oh, 25. Yeah, yeah sorry. Oh, no, it's all right. But your number two is out in the race, though. <laughs> it's an Excel spreadsheet. It's literally the backspace. Fuck your technology. <laughs> uh, so the nose it wasn't very expressive to me. A little bit more than the second one, though. So I'm going to give it a 16. Mm. The palette I really enjoyed. It was a tiny bit hot. I'm going to give it a 45. And the finish was a little bit more heat than flavor. So I'm going to give that a 25. The nose for is a 17 for me. I really like this palette. It's my favorite so far. I'm giving it a 48. Okay. Wow. And the finish is a 24. 24. Okay. Well, thanks for being expressive on that. <laughs> that, that was- <laughs>
No, you just came to the point. That's fine. I was sitting here trying to remember all three numbers in my head <laughs> for when it got called on. I was like a kid in class. Like I knew the answer, and I just wanted to get called on so I could say it. All right. Whiskey number five, the last whiskey. Oh, my God. So much sniffing. <laughs> oh, God. That's a good whiskey. Ooh. You're not cutting it like fentanyl quick. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's an interesting nose. Sweet caramely nose. That was Gabe's failed college band. <laughs> Sweet caramely nose. <laughs> Opening nowhere this weekend. <laughs> it was like emo dubstep. Sadness, sadness, sadness. Apparently, nobody wants to hear accordion. <laughs> In an emo band. No. <laughs> you were very avant-garde. <laughs> Gabe's crew was like, I got all his albums and he put them out, but then we, I really like, like the way he played that accordion. Mm. Oh, shit. Ooh, that's tasty. It's hysterical. Ooh, I really like the nose. This may be my favorite nose so far. The palate's nice. It's, yeah, got, it's got a nice Werther's butterscotch creaminess about it. Mm. Man, I didn't even drink all of these, and I can really feel the alcohol hitting me just drinking it so fast in succession like this. Mm, I know what you're talking about. And you drank all of yours, every single drop of yes. every single whiskey. And I'm eyeing Gabe's one, two, and three up as well. <laughs> <laughs> and four. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have 48 seconds to make a determination. Oh, there's some cinnamon and baking spices on this one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is really good. Mm. Yeah, let's try a little bit of water. There's a lot of heat on the finish. You think so? Yeah. Mm. Well, I, it could be the way I swallowed it because I no, kept a is. lot in my mouth. It is. It's a hot finish. I'm not getting that, really. Mm. Ooh, the water. Ooh. Mm. Wow, what the water? Ooh, right the water. That's nice. Don't make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> the sound is the equivalent of saying moist. <laughs> <laughs> And that marks the end of the tasting of whiskey number five. I mean, I really like the nose. I'm going to give it an 18. The palate is delicious. I think this is my favorite of all of them. I'm going to give it a 47. Hmm. And the finish, really like it. I think it's as good as the first one. And I'm going to give it a 27. That actually kind of high for what I said. But anyway, go ahead, Ed. I'm going to go 17 on the nose. 17 on the I nose. I did like this palette. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 47. 47. Okay. And the finish around the 26 for me. Okay. Go ahead, Gabe. The nose uh, was a bit low. It wasn't terrible. Uh, basic, you know, caramels, vanillas. The palate really jumped out of me. You guys thought it was a bit hot. I didn't think it was so hot. No, the finish we thought was really hot. The finish was hot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that in a second if you give me time. Well, you didn't even give me the nose, bitch. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, you want a number, don't you? Um, I'll go 15 on the nose. Okay. But the palate, really nice. I'm going to give that a 48. I really thought that was a mm. nice palate. All right. It had, and, and this is going to sound weird, but I'm not a big fan of white chocolate, but it had that same creaminess mm. as like a white chocolate cookies and cream type bar. Interesting. Yeah. Just, I feel like he's just trolling you, Scott. I'm not a huge white chocolate fan No, either. I'm not either, but I'm, I feel like I'm contradicting myself, yeah, but it was, had that same taste about well, it. Well, at least he didn't say it was a white chocolate made by Tim Burton. Well, Scott... <laughs> Scott refuses to acknowledge white chocolate as being an actual thing. It's not chocolate. It's not chocolate. All right, another time, another place. Okay. The finish was good. It didn't linger too long. It dropped off, but it was still had a bunch of heat at the end, and maybe that took away from some of it. So hmm. I think for the finish, I'll give it a 26. 26. Okay. So the winner of Flight 1 was number five, the last one we did. Wow. 90. Point three three, our average scores. Okay. Number three was second with a 90 even. 
And then four, one, and two, 87.67, 86, and 83.67. So no whiskey got under 80. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't have. Yeah. Everything was between 80 and 92. So that was the entire range. What's the lowest score? Gabe gave number two and 80 total. All right. What did I give it? You gave it a 90. (laughs) And you know what? That's sort of surprising. Well, I give it an 81. So this was the one I think we differed on the most. Ed really liked this one, and Gabe and I were just kind of so-so on it. Right. So if there was five judges at this table, my score might very well get thrown out. Right. You know, so what they- and that's something that Nico said, and that's something that Chris Davies said also, that yeah. if you have four judges and three are 80, 81, 82, and you're 89, they throw yours out. It's an outlier. An outlier, right. Exactly. So what do I want to do is taste them again in a different order right. and see if we come up with the same scores or at least similar scores. All fair. We're not going to put you through that again. No, no no well, need for that. So we're going to take a break for about 30 minutes. We're going to you know, sober up a little bit, <laughs> eat <laughs> yeah. some food, and let our palates relax, come back with the results of our all fair tasting to compare to that and we'll finish up then right be right back this is the intermission of the ocho awards if you've turned us off by now we totally get it and we're not mad Welcome back to the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, and we're going to throw it back to Scott with the tabulations of both rounds and see where we ended up with the Ocho. Yes, this was not easy. So, we drank a lot. We're a little extra right now, and we're going to do the news that you'll hear next week later, so that should also be fun. (laughs) Tune in for that. I'm a professional podcaster is always no, on you're the worst of all of us what I'm are you talking here to, about here to oh scotchy 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 i'm here to serve the public <laughs> all right so when we last left you in flight one the winning sequence was five three four one two which corresponded to the letters i a d f c when we tasted flight two and tabulated all the results the winning sequence was c f a i d almost backwards it doesn't sound the same (laughs) what do you account for that for i don't know and that's exactly what i was trying to test because the fact that when we taste whiskeys in succession even if we're cleansing our palates which we we still have the memory of what we tasted so that alone makes me think these competitions are just one-off expressions of what we're tasting at the moment i'm not necessarily blaming them let's go to the stats a minute here so which one won the first round I. And what did I get? I got 90.33. And what did I get in the second round? 86. That's quite a steep drop. That's a huge drop, actually. Isn't it? It is. So. Isn't that crazy? I have a question. The one, yeah. the one that I picked, the second one that I picked. Yeah, the one that had the most uh, disparate, uh, it was C. You gave it a 90 in the first round, and Gabe gave it an 80, and I gave it an 81 for a total score of 83.67. That was C. Right. It actually finished first in the second flight. What did I give it the second time? The second time you gave it an 89 was very consistent. Gabe was the most disparate. We gave it a 93, which was 13 points higher. And I gave it a 91 and Wait, it ended up with a score of 91, that's a crazy. which is the highest score overall. So that's interesting that you two changed so much because that was my biggest curious. Like, did you guys come with me or did I come back to you? 
No, we is came it, back to you. Is what, what I'm did. saying. Like I'm asking. Like I mean, is it something we were eating between rounds? So I will tell you that uh, C was the second one that we tasted in the first round, and it was the fourth one we tasted in the second round. Interesting. So pretty close. Oh yeah, I was pretty. Close. Oh, you okay. were the most consistent yeah. with that particular whiskey. How about right. me? Well, let's just stay there. I was the most consistent. Just keep it there. <laughs> no, with that particular <laughs> whiskey, you bitch. <laughs> I'm going to add that. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> All right. So in alphabetical order i will tell the folks the five whiskeys that were chosen at random from the nine that we previously told them that should be fun so the only five that we were tasting were barrel dovetail Mm -hmm. blue note juke joint uncut okay larceny barrel proof b522 okay penelope barrel proof all right and the sazerac rye Mm. that was the five Mm. and i'm going to reveal which whiskeys went with which letters and in reversed order D that finished last in the second flight, third in the first flight, and last overall, 86.17 was the Larceny Barrel Proof B522. What? Mm. Amazing. Wow. And we love that. Yes. Yes, we do. We gushed over it. Yeah, well, okay. In fourth place, I'm sorry, in third place, a tie, two whiskeys, those were letters C and F with a score of 87.33. C, the Penelope Barrel Proof, finished last in the first flight, but first in the second flight. And F, Blue Note Juke Joint Uncut, finished fourth in the first flight and second in the second flight. Mm, Yeah. So the bronze was the Larceny, the silver was the Penelope and Blue Note because they tied. So the gold was the Barrel Dovetail Okay. That's letter I. It finished first in the first flight, but fourth <laughs> second flight. That's that unbelievable. Killed the first flight. Isn't it? And so that means that the winner of <laughs> the Ocho Award on the Whiskey Tangent Podcast is the Sazerac Rye. a score of 89.17 it finished second in the first flight and third in the second but overall it had the highest score am i to guess that that sazerac is probably like the least expensive bottle we have 29.5 yep i paid 29.95 it's unbelievable it's, it's a wonderful little bottle that's an incredible outcome of this and it just goes to show how difficult this really actually is i mean ed Art. was having a hard time it's like i'm gonna have heartburn i need to stop please right. stop recording yeah. i need to get some water right. it was like have some water it's like i've had seven glasses i'm serious i drank more water in the last three hours than i have in the last three days <laughs> but the point is this it's like all those whiskeys he mentioned are good whiskeys Yes. Which whiskey was the most consistent? The Sazerac Rye, right? Well, yeah, it was the Sazerac because that, that ended up winning. And that makes sense because it's kind of the least complex. It's delicious and sweet and simple, low proof, you know, not a lot of burn to it, not a lot of finish to it. What's the finish on that? So you had a 26, gave it a 26, and I had a 26 in the first right. round. Right. And then in the second round, a 25, a 26, and a 24. Right. That's pretty consistent. Right. So that's what this is fascinating. Well, so what, what did I score highest the first round? Was well, it Dumbtail? In the first flight? Yeah. You had two at 90, Dovetail and Penelope Barrel Proof. Interesting, because yeah. I, I had that at home and I don't dislike it, but I didn't gush over it. Yeah, Gabe's highest, uh, he scored 91 for the Sazerac Rye in the first round. Hmm. And in the second round, his highest was the Penelope Barrel Proof. Wow. And then mine was, in the first round, the Dovetail. And then in the second round, it was the Penelope Barrel Proof. Well, so if we learned anything from this competition, the Penelope Barrel Strength is real good. Held its own against Dovetail, 
mm-hmm. by Barrel. Yeah. The Larceny Barrel Proof probably got a good Penelope, and that's done pretty well at some of the yeah, competitions. Yeah, it's incredible. I think the surprise is Sazerac Ride. But, Absolutely. But people have sweated on that for a long time, and it's been the Cadillac of cocktail speed racks everywhere, right? Yeah, and I will say that among the five, they're only three points total apart. Yeah, they're all really close. Three once points. Again, once again, we brought good whiskeys to the show. Out of 100. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so right. That's a great point, Scott. But here's a funny thing. I was leaving today, and my daughter says, what can I drink if I want to drink later? I go, drink the Sazerac. It's the cheapest. It's sitting right there. <laughs> I had a bottle right on the front. I, I mean, mean, for the money. Yeah, because behind it, I had two Penelope's are there, Stranahan's Blue Peak, the Rossville Union, Cast Strength Rye. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, drink the Sazerac. It's $29.99. Get that one. I can buy another bottle. I can of that buy another me. bottle. Yeah. Right. And yet, here, it won the whole show. It did. So So it got the Ocho. Yeah, it got the Ocho. So last thoughts of the entire whiskumentary. Gabe, you've listened to the first two parts, and you've, of course, taken part of this third part. Yes. What did you think previously, before you listened to this, about tasting competitions, and what do you think of them now? Well, I mean, I listened to the first two, and I hear what you're saying about how you walk through the liquor store and you see like the little tags sticking on the neck of the bottle and what shows that they're, you know, what their awards are. And it it does influence what your decision might be for that particular day you're walking through and Mm -hmm. what you want to buy. But tonight really was kind of surprising because you said that it's a great mixer, but when you could find out that it stands alone Mm. as a straight or on the rocks, you know, you just don't know what going blind, you, you surprise yourself. Right, which is why Scott and me, but mostly Scott, says don't chase bottles. Like, <laughs> like if, if your favorite bottle was 40 and now it's 65, 70, go get something else. There's other stuff to drink. Yeah. And, sure. And the fact that you can sit down and drink, you know, a splash of Sazerac Rye Neat and enjoy it. And you have a $30 bottle, not as high proof, but the flavor profile evidently is so delicious that three pretty experienced drinkers were like, this is pretty <laughs> damn good. While we're tasting all of the other yeah. home run hitters that we just brought up. Yeah. I think it says a lot for Sazerac Rye and and vampires everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And final thoughts from you about the entire whiskeymentary. I mean, I didn't know what to expect from this one. Yeah, we were a little ambivalent about even doing it. Yeah, it was like, "Hmm, is this going to work out well? And are we going to get what we want? And the reality is, I didn't talk to everybody I wanted to talk to. No. But we talked to enough people for me to get the flavor of what these things are about. And overall, I think they're a positive for the whiskey industry. None of the whiskeys that were here tonight that we tasted were terrible. I think if we had a terrible whiskey, we all would have identified it. Yeah. And this goes back to what I think both Nico and Seth talked about, mm-hmm. how it would be nice to have standardized numbered ratings. Yeah. More than double gold and gold and platinum and all that. So if you had a, you know, a 91 whiskey, you pretty much knew what that meant. Where if it's an 88, like, ah, it's still a pretty good whiskey. An 82, ah, an 82, it's, mm, that depends on whether you like the flavor profile. A 95 is a home run. But that being said, I think there's something exciting about the competitions. Going oh, yeah. In and getting a double platinum at the Definitely. Ascots. Yeah. Or getting a double gold in San Francisco. It's, it's, it's thrilling to win yeah, an award. You get a double gold in San Francisco World Spirit Competition. You know, you've made it. You yeah. know, you've made it. People are like, whoa, look at this. This guy's got a double gold over yeah. here. Uh-huh. Scott, what are your final thoughts, buddy? I think it's amazing. And this was the outcome that I thought was going to happen. That when we tasted them in a different order, the same whiskeys that we came out with a different outcome both times. And I think if we tasted it a third time, we'd come out with a third different outcome. Though I have to say, I wonder what would happen if we did the five whiskeys and came back tomorrow at the same time and mm. did five again. Right. Not right after them. So okay. that's another question. Well, that is another question. Right, so tune in next week when we're going to come. 
We're coming back here tomorrow. We're going to drink all five whiskeys again. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. Our palate was definitely altered after drinking five whiskeys. Well, six because we had a, we had the pregame. Yeah. To be honest, Scott, for a lot of these competitions, the judges are on their own with like 40 samples. They are. We did like a San Francisco World Spirits yeah. competition where we're all in the same room tasting the same things. Yeah. But like what Nico was saying in part two was that he was at home by himself and he had six weeks to taste 50 different whiskeys. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different environment. Right. Sure. That, that could alter your outcomes. Spit. Yeah. I might spit if I'm doing 50 whiskeys. Yeah. I know. It, I, I, I don't know if us picking Sazerac Rye and Dovetail second, if that gets us the uh, judging jobs we're looking for, or <laughs> if, if they're like, these guys are crazy. Well, I mean, I guess it means we're impartial because we had right. no idea what we were tasting. We tasted different things in different rounds. Right. I mean, Nico honestly said that it's really difficult to take something that's intrinsically subjective and right. make it objective. It's hard to do that. Yeah. But I think overall, these whiskey competitions are trying to do that. Right. So I guess if you're looking at that wall of whiskey that we talk about and you see something with a double gold sticker on it, take a shot on it. It's not going to hurt you. No, I totally agree. If it's not too expensive, it's in your price range and it won a double gold somewhere or a double platinum or a platinum or a gold or whatever right. it was. Right. Give it a try. But just remember, the Juke Joint from Blue Note was $35. It won a double gold. Yeah. Uh, the Sazerac just won the Ocho here at the Whiskey Tangent. Shit, it's like 30 bucks now. So there's cheap whiskey out there, too, that drinks really nice. You don't have to break the bank to have a good experience. You don't. And that's yeah. important now because people think bourbon, whiskey, yeah. rye is boutique. And in order to do a good one, you have to spend over like $200. And you don't. Right. No, not the case at all. So to wrap up, I'd like to thank Christopher Davies from the Global Whiskey Challenge and all his insight on running competitions. We also want to thank Seth from Broken Barrel for, yes. for coming on and being a great friend of the podcast. And also uh, Nico for his tremendous insight to what it's like to judge these competitions. Yes. Thank Gabe for coming out tonight and helping thanks, us Gabe. drink whiskey. Yep. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, thanks very much for joining us for our fourth annual Whiskumentary. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. And I'm Gabe. Cheers. Later. Later.